0: You know, one of the craziest things that I can recall is meeting people who have literally never traveled out of a 10 block radius. And when I think about that experience where the store is around the corner, The work is around the corner and even the churches around the corner. I find that those people tend to be a little bit more close minded because they have not had exposure and experiences outside of that radius. This is the reason why I believe going and seeing and experiencing new things can enlighten us and help us to realize the world is much bigger than what we know and what we experience firsthand. This is why when I think about building a life that I love, incorporating travel is such a critical aspect of it. And I want to help expose you to the value you get when you introduce travel experiences into your life. So let's get into it. For the longest time, I secretly wanted more. I often found myself shrinking to fit in, settling for what was comfortable, and even selling myself short. Once I finally accepted that we deserve success and we are blessed with the power to achieve it, I stopped playing small. I'm serious about building a life I love, and you should be too. I'm Denise Taylor of denisetaylor.live, and welcome to Embrace Your Power. I help women prioritize themselves, their success, and their happiness. Now, let's meet this week's achiever whose story will inspire you to embrace your power and go. Well, hello there. It's Denise Taylor here. You know, I'm always excited to have you join me each and every week. In fact, I call Thursday treat day because it's the day that I know I get to make connection with you. Now, whether you are listening to me on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or maybe you're watching me on YouTube, I want you to know, Our connection is important to me. This is the place where you can count on me to always encourage you to build a life that you love. You see, I believe that God has not given us a spirit of fear, He's given us power. And when we embrace our power, we can be, do, have, and achieve anything that we want. On top of that, there is so much satisfaction and fulfillment that comes from pursuing those divinely inspired inspirations. And I want that for you. I want you to experience satisfaction. I want you to experience fulfillment. For the longest time, I secretly wanted more. And that has made me serious about success. And I think you should be serious too. Now, I want you to know that I appreciate our connection and I would love to hear from you. And so if you haven't yet done so, be sure to drop a review. Let me know how this Platform, this podcast is encouraging you and let me know that I am making connection with you each and every week. On top of that, be sure to rate be sure to do that because that speaks to those listening algorithms to serve this content up, to serve this podcast up to listeners who need to know is something good going on here. So if you can do me that favor, that would be huge. Now, today, I want to talk a little bit about this whole notion of building a life that you love. And as I started to reflect Of the importance and the value that I place on exposing myself to new things, I had to go back to where it kind of all began. You see, growing up, my mom used to play bridge the cards, bridge the card game. And in doing so, they had tournaments twice a year. They would have a tournament in the springtime and a tournament in the summertime. And so, what she would do is she would incorporate trips for us around the bridge. Tournament. So there were a lot of domestic places that we had a chance to go. She had a chance to go and pursue more of what she loved, which was playing cards. And we were the tag alongs to experience those new cities. And I will tell you, from that, there became this interest of wanting to go and see and experience more. And the thing that I find so disheartening is the people who do not give themselves a chance to experience new environments. You don't have to go very far to experience something new. But I will tell you, when you open yourself up to travel, you get the benefit of three things that I want to unpack for you a little bit more before we get into our conversation with Chanel. For me, travel has really given me a sense of exposure. You know, I began to realize that the world was much bigger than what I knew. It was much bigger than the community I lived in and even the places that I frequented at home. It allowed me to meet people in different places and experience different cultures and make friendships literally around the world. That exposure helped me to understand and have a world Mindset, a world concept. And it grows more and more as I go to new places. It also developed in me this appetite for wanting to go and see, wanting to go and experience, wanting to go and expand my horizons and be exposed to things outside of my everyday. The next thing that travel did for me was it gave me new experiences. It allowed me to experience new cultures. It allowed me to even experience new foods. It allowed me to experience beautiful places, which again, stretched me. It stretched my appetite for the things that I wanted to incorporate in my life. And I'm so grateful for it because it's not just about the mundane, everyday, Experiences. It's about the heightened opportunity to see beautiful destinations. And the last thing that came as a result of this whole desire of wanting to go and see is enlightenment. I was enlightened to understand what was happening in places outside of what I knew and experienced. I had a chance to forge relationships with people whose lives were completely different than mine. And it helped me to develop more compassion and more empathy and really a sense of caring for people beyond my reach. And this is the thing, this is the reason why travel is so important. You see, I believe that we have to embrace new experiences in order to really stretch and see how much more, how much bigger our lives could be. This whole perspective and notion that I talk about often with building a life that you love, I would strongly recommend that you introduce travel into it. Now, you don't need to go to Greece, you don't need to go to Portugal, you don't need to go to Mexico, you could just travel to the next city around you and start there. There are things that are happening in communities all around us, and until we take the opportunity to go and see, we will never have the perspective that we get when we are exposed, when we experience And we are enlightened. So I wanted to bring to the virtual stage today, Chanel Varner. And I am so excited about the connection that I have with her. In fact, Chanel has curated some amazing experiences for me when I went to visit Greece, when I went to visit Cyprus, when I went to visit London, when I went to visit Paris, when I went to visit Barcelona, she has created these experiences for me that made memories that cannot be taken away. What I had a chance to get exposed to in those cultures really stretched me. Now, again, you may not want to go on the other side of the world, though I would encourage you to do so. There are some phenomenal destinations that you can experience firsthand. The point to all of this is what do you need to do to stretch yourself, to be able to go beyond your comfort zone and truly mark building a life that you love. So let's get into my exciting conversation with Chanel and I'll see you on the other side. So there are some people who are rays of sunshine and I consider Chanel to be one of those people. I am so excited that our paths cross and even though I don't know exactly how I know that her being in my life has stretched me. She has helped me to explore the world, to go to great destinations. And as I have continued to stay connected with Chanel, she has allowed me to see that her vision is more than just travel. Her vision is about experiences, it's about exposure, and she has a heart for women in community. And so I wanted to bring Chanel on because now that the world is opening up and people are feeling more adventurous and we are back at the point where we're feeling a little bit more comfortable with travel and going to great destinations, I think this is a great time to talk about how those travel experiences really empower us and give us exposure. And so I'm excited that Chanel accepted my invitation to join me today. Um, When I talk about building the life that I love, I know a huge aspect of that is seeing the world. And so let's get into it a little bit. Chanel, do me a favor and introduce yourself.
1: Thank you, Denise. I would
0: say, oh, man,
1: um, I'm Chanel. Chanel Varner. I am the founder and CEO of Moonglay Travel, which we are a luxury boutique travel consulting firm here in the Charlotte region. Um, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. <laughs> I love to travel. And as you mentioned, just love to share and create experiences, especially for women, um, But this that really just help you emerge in self-development, self-care, and just taking care of yourself. And travel surrounds a lot of that for me and my life. <laughs>
0: So I think one of the things that I get a kick out of is, this may be a little bit before your time, but it certainly was mine. There was this whole book of where's Waldo, right? So there would be this picture of Waldo and you had to like search the picture and figure out where Waldo was. And every time I see you post, I'm thinking to myself, where in the world is Chanel? And I think I love the priority that you not only give to your clients to go see an experience, you are very intentional about, doing that with for yourself, with your family, with your hub, husband, and even alone, right? You are willing to be adventurous in that way. And so tell us about how you stepped into the travel scene, the travel business, and how the vision for your, your business has continued to blossom.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for me, I've always traveled. I remember growing up, I was born and raised in Long Island, New York. And I remember driving up and down, we would have road trips to go see my, my great grandfather in, in West Virginia. So I always was in a car traveling. I don't think I took my first flight till I was in high school, um, especially first international flight until I was in high school. Um, So I always was somewhere. I love to travel. I love going to new places, trying food, meeting people. Um, and I was pretty good at putting together some nice itineraries. So I would have friends and family reach out saying, hey, Chanel, can you help me plan a trip here? Or do you have any suggestions or ideas about this destination or, or resort? So I considered it an opportunity, <laughs> something I was good at, something that I love to do. Um, so I launched Mumbai Travel back in 2016. But when I first started, um, again, I think my love and passion for travel was very heightened and I would do everything. I would do cruises, I would do domestic, but I think I really got pretty granular on my focus and my niche after a trip to um, Africa. I went to Africa And it was transformational. I would come back and I would have friends that had never been out of their hometown or never been on an airplane. And I wanted to inspire them to travel so much of the world to see, you know, you go places, you meet people, you learn about yourself, you learn about new things. And I wanted people to experience that. So I think that's when I kind of focused on my niche a little bit more on creating these unique experiences that did just that. You know,
0: it's it's so powerful to hear you say how it blossomed for you. That's really huge. You know, I didn't know that backstory and the fact that you had gone to those great destinations. But I do know you have a really good hand at listening and being able to build that experience. So keep going. I interrupted you.
1: No, that's perfect. And that's that's really what it boils down to. When my clients come to me, they usually have some sense of idea of where they wanna go or what they wanna do, but through the discovery call and the conversations that we have, I dig a little deeper because I'm all about traveling with a purpose. And usually we don't know what the purpose of our trip is. It's just like, oh, I'm tired, I'm stressed out, I'm burnt out, it's been so long. But if we dig a little deeper, there's some hidden reasons or purposes behind our travels. So that's my job is to kind of dig to that and then to create experiences that will um, pour into
0: or fill those voids that we are usually missing. You know, and I, I think one of the things I want to clarify, only because of the age that we're in, and there's so many ML. M kind of marketing um, groups around travel. And that's not what this is, right? You have an agency that you're curating experiences for, and you're working directly with clients who are going to take that travel. So you're not trying to get 10 people underneath you so that you can rise. You actually have a business that is formatted to really bring those experiences to life. Anything else you want to say about that? Yeah, two things.
1: I think and it's funny because when clients come to me, sometimes they're not a good fit because they are looking for um, a different type of experience that we specialize in. So um, I, our agency is not for everybody. I think those other um, organizations that you mentioned have a purpose and there are definitely clientele for them, but our our experience is a little different and a little tailored to a different audience. But I wanted to go back to your Where's Waldo um, comment. You know, my, my name on social media is Where's Chanel because you honestly just never know where I'm going to pop up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always somewhere, as you know.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, that, and, and I love it. I love it. And, you know, I think one of the things, especially just knowing a little bit about your life, some people are often putting off. In fact, I, I saw this meme today. I'll have to send it to you. It was an older couple. You could tell that they were very seasoned in their age and they were on a gondola, right? So they, they finally got the trip of a lifetime and they're like zonked out, knocked out on the boat because they had to keep pushing. Putting off going and by the time they got there, they were too old if there, if that could be such a thing, to enjoy the experience. I'm saying all that because you are a mom of children right you're not you're not an empty nester you're not someone who is waiting for this time frame to happen to begin doing these things like i said with your children with your husband and even by yourself and so how do you balance that how do you bring that into perspective
1: i think it's definitely a balancing act for me i like to say that For every trip I take my kids on and every trip I take my husband on, that's a trip for me on the back end. So I'm able to kind of woo them up a little bit to kind of earn points or credits, if you must, for me to be able to, to travel solo. But I, their support, you know, if I didn't have the support of my husband holding it down when I'm gone or the support and encouragement for my kids, you know, they're always so excited to see where I go. And when I, I always bring them back something. I always have stories to share and videos and pictures to show them. So I think that keeps them excited. And then to know that they'll also be going on a trip soon. So definitely balance.
0: <laughs> so help me understand, right? Because one of the things we hear a lot about now Um, In fact, my life coach just went on a three week solo trip um, over into Portugal. And to me, that sounds so incredibly fascinating, right? That you just would jaunt off and go, why is that so empowering? Why is that experience something that you do yourself and what kind of comes from that when you have those trips?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So for me, solo travel, well, travel period is obviously a part of my lifestyle and a huge part of my self-care, but it's the freedom and flexibility. It's the opportunity to spend time alone. It's the opportunity to treat myself. Um, When I travel with my my friends, my family, my husband, I'm always centering the the trip or the experience around things that they would like to do and their interests. So when I travel solo, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about who wants to eat here or doesn't want to eat there, who has an allergy or doesn't, who wants to do this excursion or or, or does not. So I just like the freedom and the flexibility to do kind of what I want to do. You know, if I want to take a nap, if I want to sleep in, I have that luxury. Um, And then I think just spending time alone. I think we all need that, especially me. I'll speak for myself. You know, having a whole lot of husband and three children, (laughs) school-age children at that you know, I'm always giving, giving, giving,
0: giving. So this is the opportunity to treat myself. Beautiful, beautiful. So one of the things that comes up, especially with solo travel, and I guess it's true for any travel, is safety, right? And so what things do you do deliberately, especially when you're traveling alone or things you take into consideration for those types of experiences? Uh, That's obviously the number one thing that we always hear
1: concerns about when my clients are, kind of on the fence about solo travel. Um, And I've come up with probably about three reasons why women typically resist solo travel in safety. Obviously, safety concerns is the number one reason on that list. But I would say be smart, be safe, just as you would in your hometown, you know, paying attention to your surroundings. I never tell people that I'm traveling solo. Even if I'm in a taxi alone, I may say, hey, you know, I'm going to meet my girlfriends or my husband's going to be meeting me later. I even tell the hotel usually that I'm traveling solo. So just kind of, I would say, pay attention to your surroundings. My husband always has my full itinerary. So he knows where I'm going to be and what I'm
0: doing throughout the day. Um, So just be smart and be safe. That's good. So I think one of the things that really crystallized your vision more for me is when I had the opportunity to really get a glimpse into the empowering perspective you have around women and creating community. And that the exposure that comes from travel kind of sets that up. So tell me a little bit about how that all comes together for you. You have a, a phenomenal tribe of women um, that you're connected to and uh, supportive with and just interlaced and interwoven with. And, and tell me about how all that comes together with how you show up in your business.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know where I would be without my tribe. I think that was one of the things I definitely wanted to chat with you about today is finding and creating your tribe. And it sounds kind of um, structured and strategic, but for me, it's really organic. I mean, obviously some friends that I've had for 20 plus years and some that I've recently met, you know, within a year or two. And it's been coincidence that we may have, our paths may have crossed, but the connections were organic and the relationships were formed naturally and have continued to grow throughout the years. It's funny because I have a friend and she's just so positive and high energy. And some days when I'm lacking those things, I'll call her. (laughs) And I'm like, "I I need your energy. I need you to pour into me right now. So I think knowing who you have in your corner and what you both uh, provide for each other is so so critical and that's what our retreats are centered around I have solo travelers that come on the retreat I have friends that come mother's daughters and they typically all meet somebody new and make those and form those connections that they can benefit from throughout their lives as well
0: That's so powerful. So you brought up a retreat. So tell us a little bit about your upcoming retreat and tell us a little bit about the partnering and visioning that is incorporated in that. Yeah. So um,
1: we also specialize in women's wellness journeys, which are our exclusive women's retreats. So they're small group experiences where a group of women we meet up at various destinations across the world. Um, but they're not your typical girls trip. You know, they're really intentional experiences that focus on our wellness. So we craft the itineraries to include yoga and meditation. We do journaling. um we have spa activities, we have intentional conversations about um, our own growth, our own challenges, how we've overcome overcome various situations. Um, So it's really just a a community that's being formed, but in a beautiful destination. (laughs) Uh, We have downtime, we have time where we're going off and exploring the destination. So our upcoming retreat is um, in partnership with our yoga enthusiast, Antoinette Taylor, who is also my sister-in-law. Um, So we've partnered to create the You Grow Girl Retreat. And this is centered around, again, where we are right now, how far we've come, and what are we doing to intentionally grow ourselves? So wherever you are right now, whether it be in your personal life, your professional career, parenting, relationships, what do we need to do and how do we need to position ourselves to grow? Mm -hmm. So we'll be in Tulum, Mexico in January, January 26th through 30th, so four nights. So super excited about that. Uh, upcoming retreat.
0: Yeah, that's it it really sounds powerful. And, um, you know, I really want to make it happen for myself. But that's a whole nother side note. It really sounds powerful. And it's beautiful because, and I'll, I'll just say from my perspective, There are a lot of times that I show up in the capacity to give. And one of the things that I want to begin to do more is join spaces and tables and places where I am just there to be fed, right? I am just there to take advantage of that experience. And when we start talking about high achieving women, when we start talking about women who are showing up powerfully in their roles and in their families, sometimes. Sometimes we forget to drop down and be served. Sometimes we forget to um, really take a step back and be intentional about the wellness to fill our cups and take advantage of opportunities. And many times we will reason away and experience like what you're sharing and putting together because we'll say, well, the family needs to go on a trip or me and my husband need to go on a trip. And we begin to prioritize other things above what we essentially should be investing in ourselves. And so I'm really, really um, just excited about the experiences and the intentionality that you have around bringing those type of things to life for women to take advantage of. And so just really, really great kudos to you for that. Now, I'll tell you this year, I was very excited when you released your journal. And it seems like a great extension of all things Chanel that this type of journal would have come to light. So tell us a little bit about your recent release and your vision for the journal. Yes.
1: So with love from travel is a travel reflection journal that I released this year and it's my baby. (laughs) It's so near and dear to my heart. Um, And I love how it came together. It started out on that trip to Africa I mentioned and I had just a blank lined notebook. And I journaled the entire trip. I journaled about the plane ride. I journaled about how I felt on the way to Africa. I journaled about what I did, who I met, where I ate. Um, And I found it. I was moving recently, and I came across it almost, what, 12 years later. And when I tell you reading that journal, Literally took me back in time. I could smell the scents and the fragrances walking down Market Street. I could feel the switch, the fish swimming on my legs in the the lagoon in Tinka's village, and it really inspired me to create a tool for people to be able to do that. Just that. Um, to document your travel experiences and to be more intentional about the types of experiences that you're having so that they can be meaningful. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking at pictures when you come back and videos are all great, but being able to read specifically who you met, what you ate, really just takes you back. And you have that. You have it to to find 11, 12, 10 years later um, to kind of revisit that. So that's what it really was. It really just started out as um, I wanted it to be guided, to be able to prompt um, readers on things to capture because journaling doesn't come easy to me and um- so I wanted to be able to have some prompts and some things for you to think about as you travel and as you journal. But then I also, like you said, I, I travel often and I have several experiences and snippets of from my travels that I wanted to share to inspire people to travel and travel with purpose. So I sprinkle those throughout the journal too. So it's sectioned by maybe a sprinkle of a trip from um, Aruba that I had. And then there are some sections for you to document your own travel experience. And then there are also some of my top travel tips to also help as you you begin to travel more as well. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's doing extremely well. It's available on Amazon as well as our website. Um, But it's just the beginning that really sparked something in me to be able to share my stories and then also be able to provide a tool to inspire folks to travel on purpose as well
0: sounds like an incredible gift. So going into this holiday season, especially if there's someone in your life that has a love for travel, that would be an excellent gift for them to um, to receive, to, like you said, be able to capture the experience with their words. So hopefully people will plug in that way. Now you mentioned travel tips. So when we come back, we will hear your top three travel tips um, that people should take into consideration when they're planning. Planning or trying to uh, consider destinations. So we'll do that when we come back. As I take in this incredible conversation with Chanel, I am reminded of how critical it is for us to truly embrace our power. You know, this whole notion of stretching ourselves to go and see new places makes me think of The real core to embracing our power means we got to get out of our own way. When I wrote the book, Embrace Your Power and Go, it really was to help us do exactly that to stop making excuses, to stretch ourselves, and to experience new things, things that we secretly wanted. And so I want to offer you the opportunity to take the journey of embracing your power by getting a copy of my book. I think it will be a blessing to you, especially if you have a desire to do new things. They seem hard, but when you embrace your power, you truly can go be, do, have, and achieve what it is that you want. And so if you haven't gotten your copy, this is your opportunity to get a copy of my book, Embrace Your Power and Go. It's available on Amazon so you can put your prime to work, but it will be a blessing to you as you go through the daily journaling process of unpacking your dreams and coming up with a plan to make it happen for you. So check it out as soon as you can. So now that we're back and we're positioning ourselves for our next great adventure, um, you have such a wealth of experience when it comes to curating um, travel, uh, when it comes to curating exposure. You know, for myself, you've been able to help me plan a couple of international trips that worked out so phenomenally for me. So I thought we would just tap into the well of wisdom and have you share your top travel tips. So do me a favor, share with us your top three travel tips that we should take into consideration when we are thinking about planning or even um, on our next great adventure.
1: Yes, absolutely. So the, the top three that come to mind for me that I share with some of my clients when we initially start to work together is do your research. Usually my clients will come to me and say, hey, I'm looking for this experience, this type of experience. Or this specific destination. So I would say just do some general basic research and really kind of identify the purpose of your trip. Are you looking for a trip that's gonna be, you know, rejuvenating and restful? Then there that may determine what type of destination or resort that we end up deciding on. Are you looking for something that's more live and has a lot of adventure and activities? Again, that kind of determines where we're gonna go. So I would say definitely start with doing some initial, additional research or initial research to identify the purpose of our travel and to kind of narrow down some destinations that we have in mind. And then the next one. The second one that comes to mind is planning ahead. I have clients that call me sometimes a year, even two years in advance. And they're like, Hey, in 2024, I want to go here and go there and do these things. And I think that's great to have some idea, but to plan ahead. um, As we've seen this summer with prices increasing, ridiculously through the airlines the sooner or the more advanced or ahead of time that we plan ahead the better options that we'll have on pricing and availability now resorts are filling up and booking out fast with all the travel restrictions that have recently been lifted so the world is open and outside so definitely plan ahead would probably be number two
0: okay and number three
1: Number three, I would say definitely invest in travel protection. You know, you've heard me share this many, many times, just like any other type of... Insurance—it's um, an in case things happen. So definitely protect your investment. Usually, my clients are spending a pretty penny on their experiences, and you would hate to lose that that money if we have to cancel or if anything comes up during your trip. I'll have a, a quick story to tell you. Um, we took my family to Cancun in June, and my oldest daughter Journey was coming down the water slide in the water park and hit her head as she was exiting the slide. Completely bust her eyebrow open. We had to take her to the emergency room and she had to get five stitches. Um, Luckily, we had travel insurance. They reimbursed me for all of my expenses that incurred during that time. So I swear by it. (laughs) Definitely protect your investment. You never know what's going to happen. So you always want to make sure you're protected
0: in that case. That's interesting because I didn't realize it covered that. So just really quickly, let's take a step in. Tell us about what it covers that we may not be aware of. Absolutely. So there are different types.
1: Um, There's some, I think if you're purchasing an airline ticket, they may offer you some type of travel protection. Some major credit cards offer travel protection. I like more comprehensive. So comprehensive travel protection will cover you for anything before your trip. Like if you have to cancel your trip, maybe, you know, you're, someone gets sick, someone gets ill Um, something comes up and you're unable to travel, if you have to cancel, you'll usually be able to be reimbursed for the the cost of your trip. Mm -hmm. But then also during travel, I think, which is what I hone in most. If you are traveling and your flights are delayed, your luggage is lost, your flight gets canceled. I had clients that were stuck in DR for three days last month um, and their insurance was able to reimburse them for all the expenses that they incurred during those three extended days of their trip. Um, if you get injured or ill and you need medical coverage, if the weather's bad, I mean, we just saw what happened in DR in Puerto Rico this last week due to, to the hurricane, they're able to get you home early or if you have to stay late, they'll cover those expenses or reimburse you for those expenses as
0: well. So. Mm-hmm. Is that usually how it works that you pay the upfront and then you provide receipts or whatever for reimbursement?
1: Correct. It is reimbursable. So you still have to pay for those expenses
0: upfront. And then you would file a claim with the
1: insurance company to be reimbursed for those costs.
0: You know, and I think that's something that people should consider um, because shoestring traveling is a bit of a risk, right? You have to take into consideration the fact that if something does occur, you need to make sure you have a card or you have something where you can let those expenses land, so that even if you do have insurance, you can make sure that that's taken care of and the reimbursement can have happen afterwards. So that that is an extremely A powerful nugget. Now, I think you had a couple of more. So let's go ahead and give them some more tips.
1: Yes, I'll throw in two bonus tips, and these are kind of self-explanatory. We touched on one of them earlier, which just make safety your priority, whether you're traveling solo or traveling with your family or or friends. Um, Again, be smart, be safe. I typically um, don't carry large amounts of cash. I usually carry a small backpack or or fanny pack or something small to secure things closer to us i mean we we don't want to think that things are going to happen but again some places that we go crime does exist unfortunately so i say just be smart and make safety your priority when you're traveling as a bonus tip Um, and the other thing is check the weather i know it's kind of i don't know if it's kind of weird to say or not but i always check the weather a couple days before i travel Even when I'm going to tropical destinations, because you never kind of know, I mean, you may have a a evening shower that you need to pack a jacket for. Um, So I say definitely check the weather before you travel just to make sure you're packing appropriately.
0: So let me tell you, I am a chronic overpacker. And so um, the trip that you planned for us when we went to Greece Oh my god, we had so much luggage. It was terrible. It was it, it was literally embarrassing how much luggage luggage we had. Now you and I know we were taking my daughter over to stay for a period of time, so we did have a little much because she was going there to stay for a while versus going on vacation. But I <laughs> I have to laugh because in some destinations they have smaller cars right they don't have large suvs like we have here in the us and so when we got our cab and we got the biggest cab we could find there it still was like a nissan Sentra, like it wasn't a really big car We literally were in the car with luggage on our lap, like holding the luggage on our lap all throughout the car. The trunk was full. We had so much luggage. So- I'm putting you on the spot, right? There has to be some guidance when it comes to packing, some kind of strategy, because I'm telling you, I'm getting better. I really am getting better. I'm trying to uh, at least isolate it to that one suitcase or that one bag. But I will I will tell you, it was so embarrassing. And I'll, I could still see the cab driver's eyes when we pulled up and he was like, all of this luggage, his eyes just got real big. Like he didn't know how we were going to get it in. So what tips do you have, if any, for the chronic overpacker like oh me? My
1: goodness, I love y'all because I'm a- I'm hopefully able to share some good insight to help you be more like me. I'm the carry on queen. I do not check bags. (laughs) I pack in only a carry on and typically a tote bag. So I do have have, um, and I can share this with you if you wanted to share with your audience as well. I do have a freebie that I provide to my clients called how to pack a carry on like a pro Mm -hmm. where I share my own packing tips um, that usually they find helpful. And three reasons to avoid checking a bag, which includes your luggage being lost, paying the fee. I mean, that's not cheap. You're talking about 30, 40 back, forty five dollars a bag. Um, each way. So I would say for me, I always pack light and I even still (laughs) overpack when I'm packing light, but choose your luggage would probably be my first thing. And I lay out all the outfits that I think I'm going to use or wear during the trip. And then I take away probably about three or four of those. Because again, in my mind, I'm already like, okay, I'm going to do this for breakfast, this for lunch, this for dinner. I don't even need all of that. So that's usually my go-to. And then my packing techniques is I, I roll. Mm-hmm. I roll in rubber band. So whatever it is, whether it's pants or shirt or a dress, which is usually what I'm wearing in tropical destinations. So I roll it up, roll it up, roll it up really, really tight and put a rubber band around it. Mm-hmm. And that makes for easy storage in, um, in your suitcase. And then I have a carry-on like a big beach, like a tote bag um it'll fit underneath your seat in front of you on the plane and that typically has like my chargers it may have a book it may have an extra pair of clothes or anything that i'm going to need my snacks or things like that water bottle it's possible i think the longest trip that i've ever taken that i've a carry on was um nine nights i did nine nine nights in hawaii and still nothing but a carry-on and um
0: Omg! I don't know if I could do nine nights with nothing but a carry on. But I, the crazy thing is, I'm cringing because I will roll and still fill up the big suitcase. So I've got to do better. So, so that's good. I love that. Pack should put your outfits out and then take away two or three of them. I really need to exercise that that perspective. And um, I had a friend tell me she's like, well the one pair of jeans can go with like two or three tops, you know? And so I've got to do better. And I'm sure there's more than just me who chronically overpack. So I will put a link to... Um, your tips in the show notes so that people can get to that. And we'll also put a link to all of your information as well, because um, your girl needs to do better when it comes to packing. Cause I have, you know, when you get to the point where you're like, please don't let this be heavier than 50 pounds. It's really, really a sad case. Especially, Yes, it is very stressful. And, I don't know why I'm taking so much stuff, but that's neither here nor there, neither here nor there. So around these parts, we try to encourage people to build a life that they love. And I am a firm believer, um, as you stated, that we have to expand our horizons. I know people who have not been out of a 10 block radius, right? They, They go to the store here, they go to work here, and they just never get a chance to travel and see the world. And I am so grateful that I've been able to embrace other cultures and see other communities. When you open up your mind and you begin to uh, see different places, it indeed stretch you. So around these parts, again, it's about building a life that we love, but I love to close out tapping into wisdom. Um, And so we're going to see what you have to share today. So what's your life wisdom? What would you tell your younger self about life if you could? Oh, man. Um,
1: Probably about life is to keep pressing forward. I think we're always, and that's a a coin that saying from my grandmother, and I really didn't understand it until recently. She would always say, you know, if I'm complaining about a bad day or something. She's like, keep pressing forward, keep pressing forward. And I think I finally realized (laughs) that recently is things are going to happen. Things are going to happen. And sometimes the blow is harder than the next, but we have to you know, pick yourself up and and, and dust yourself off and keep pressing forward. Um, But always learn, learn and grow
0: throughout that entire process is probably what I would
1: tell my younger self.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So love wisdom. What would you tell your younger self about love if you could? Oh, man. Aside
1: from the basics of, you know, effective communication, trust and respect. And as far as relationship love, um, have fun. Me and my husband have so much fun together. We joke. We laugh. We have good times. So I would say have fun together and carve that out because too often we get into the routine of, you know, life and work and kids and all that other stuff that we we kind of put that on the back burner. But
0: um, have fun. Have fun together. That's beautiful. Very beautiful. And then happiness wisdom. What would you tell your younger self about happiness if you could?
1: I say create your own happiness, (laughs) create your own happiness and take care of yourself and self care. I'm huge on self care. And I think too often we overlook some of the small things that bring us happiness and joy. um, But I've kind of been getting in touch with those things now and they've been amplified so something as simple as making myself a cup of tea that brings me happiness something as simple as lighting my candles and my incense in the morning before I get started those small things bring me happiness so to really be able to be present in those moments um so I would say find find the happiness and create it and be intentional about it but be present in those moments too
0: I so appreciate you, Chanel. Thank you for um, joining me today. Thank you for all the opportunity and support that you give me. I really, really um, am just so grateful to have made the connection with you. You are such a beautiful person inside and out. So before we close out, how can listeners get in touch with you?
1: Yes, absolutely. So our website is travel.com. You can find us there. And then on social media, I'm on Instagram at Where's Chanel. Mm-hmm. And you can also follow us on Moon Moonglade Travel at, um, on Instagram as well.
0: Awesome. And I just want to close out by saying success looks so good on you.
1: Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Well, that's it, beautiful. Thank you for tuning in. Don't ever forget that you are truly blessed with life, love, and all the happiness your heart can hold. Be relentless in building a life you love without apology. I'm Denise Taylor, and you can always find me in our free Facebook community. It's Embrace Your Power easy to find. Now be sure to rate and review this podcast and share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe so that we can stay connected each week. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He gave us power. So be sure to always embrace your power and go.